Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today I'm joined by one half of the Cork Four Piece now, Exit Pursued by a Bear. I'm joined by another Ono Sullivan. Yes, uh, thanks for having us on. That's his voice. And I'm joined by Paul as well. Paul, I don't think I got your second name. O'Driscoll. Paul O'Driscoll. Welcome, welcome to the show. This is where the magic happens in my living room. This is actually only the second time that I've done a podcast in here. Yeah, it's a very, very nice spot. It's got a, a nice uh, country house vibe in the middle of Cork City, which is unusual, and we're loving it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, as, as as you pointed out beforehand, you know, it's kind of got that, you know, I'll take I'll take this. I might even put it, you know, as a quote, you know, like a review quote or something mm-hmm. with the podcast. Just, you know, it's got a Red Bull Academy uh, <laughs> feel to it. You know, I'll take that. I'm going to take that. So you've just released your long-awaited second album. Congratulations. It's uh, self-released, available now on Bandcamp and iTunes and everything. Yeah. If you want to get those plugs in early. Yeah, it's streaming as well on Spotify, of, Spotify and Deezer. All, Deezer. I yeah. think probably lots of other places as well that we don't even know about. Um, but it's streaming. And Apple Music. It's yeah. on Apple Music, iTunes, Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah so um, yeah, we were, were toying with the idea of um, getting a vinyl printed up as well. So um, that could be something that's coming down the line as well in the coming months. So, um, um, But it's... it's uh, available um on all the usual kind of areas anyway so and we have a video up on youtube as well so um and probably another one coming uh, later in the summer as well all going well very good so it's kind of like you do have to tick all of these like digital boxes now don't you it's like what are, it's probably easier to list what you're not on more yeah, than anything else it's completely different from the last time we released an album like our first album five years ago um, the whole landscape has completely changed, you know. Like, we basically released the album through Facebook, it's probably fair, fair to say. Like, you know, like, we did a Facebook campaign and, like, we did advertising on Facebook and that's that was kind of the, the main channel for us to get the word out there. And that didn't really exist five years ago. Facebook existed, but the way that Facebook is used now these days to promote... Everything. You know, everything, basically. Yeah. Everything from, like, nights out to, to products to albums. Um seems to be kind of the, the 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 way to do things now like you know so um and to be honest it's a, it was a lot easier as well doing it that way you know this way that you just did it yeah i think so just yeah. kind of releasing it out into the world i think so yeah i don't know would, would you agree on um yeah i mean it's you've kind of a, a direct line between um an audience you know you've no kind of um middle person anymore so it's you know you can get stuff to people um very easily these days which which is which is great like so um um like we didn't have to worry about a physical copy this time if we didn't want to whereas the last time we had to print cds and we were driving around to shops ourselves and stuff like that um or you know we had a pr person who was doing it on our behalf um five years ago not everybody was able to like you know download an album the click of a button on their on their phone now everybody can do that, and the way everybody consumes stuff is primarily through their phones. You know, this is turning into a technology discussion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but because of that, um, like Owen was saying, you just said you've this kind of direct line now with people. You know, and it's a lot easier, and you get feedback directly as well. You know, online on on your Facebook page, like, and none of that existed um, the last time we released an album. So it's amazing what can happen in in five years. 
was it kind of a conscious thing like uh, we're not going to bother um, using a PR this time we're not going to bother printing up CDs this time or was it was it just more kind of like let's just put it out there we actually still use the PR person but I suppose um, we oh, were to, yeah no but we were able to focus in other areas like you know um, like uh, I suppose the media the other kind of forms of media like print and, and radio and stuff like that um, whereas like the online thing kind of we were able to take care of ourselves then you know um, but yeah, like, you know, we didn't have to, the, the whole kind of um, printing CDs was an option this time, whereas the last time it would have been a necessity, you know, you just had to have some sort of physical uh, media out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big learning curve as well, because the 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 state of the kind of online thing is just changing con- constantly. So you're you're learning as you're going as well, like a lot of other bands, just how it, how it all works in this whole uh, area of, or this whole uh, idea for music is a fairly new space, so everyone's kind of figuring figuring it out as they're going along, really. So, yeah, was, was it a difficult decision not to decide to to make CDs? Like, have you found people just being like, you know, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> like, where's where's well, the where's the CD? We did have it for we did have a small amount of promo copies um, before for um, for DJs and radio stations, but we didn't have physical copies because um, we're only just back. Um, starting to gig as well so um that's maybe where we might um supplement with um some vinyls um at uh, potential gigs like we're playing we're lined up to play electro picnic so um oh so we haven't um like i guess the 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 other thing about this album is it was kind of it was actually it's a couple of years old so we're 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 kind of uh from our point of view from our point of view (laughs) in terms of the recording of it so um um, so that's we we did have um, it was linked in with our funded campaign from a couple of years ago, um, uh, which we got huge support from people to help with the, the recording of it. So then it, it, it was it was all all done and ready to go. But um, it took longer than we thought. And then you know there was different things in people's lives that kind of took over. So then that's why we had to kind of keep it on uh, ice for a while and. Uh, so that's and like um, putting it out there. Yeah. It was like we were kind of at the start of the year when we finally kind of we 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 got it mixed twice and mastered twice. So like the album is actually a mixture of like you know both both of those oh, okay. mixings and masterings, <laughs> um, and because it was such a long process to get it out there between like people traveling and other stuff happening in people's lives, um, we were we just wanted to get it out there. So you know releasing it online was the easiest way to do it. But I suppose since we've released it, the feedback has been great and it's kind of now we're considering a physical copy. But like, it's strange, again, like in the last five years, the physical copy we're now um, contemplating is a vinyl as opposed to a CD. Yeah, and five years yeah. ago, a vinyl wouldn't, wouldn't really have been something that you would consider, you know. But like, now there's so much demand for vinyl in general that, you know, it's, it's a real possibility, like, you know. And, uh, you know, we could... We could potentially kind of print, you know, a, a small amount, like a hundred or two hundred, and and hopefully kind of be able to sell all of those. Like, yeah. so um, a CD might might mightn't actually happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. CDs. Yeah. Um. So th- there was loads there that you just said. I don't know what to go for first. More, I guess, maybe we should just go back to the start first, like, and just explain like how you guys got together and when you got together. Um, 
If you can, if you can remember, just take us yeah, back. Yeah, oh we can God. barely, <laughs> we can barely remember. No, it was. Um, we'll have wispy so long music ago, playing but, over um, dreamy music. Yeah, I suppose we met through, you know, like a lot of bands. Like myself and Paul are the two founding members, actually. So, um, but it, the story, I suppose, isn't particularly interesting, as in it's you meet in college <laughs> and through mutual it's, friends. It's but the uh, usual college story. Yeah. Like, uh, but it is quite funny that we we actually played in a kind of a trad folk band first. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. yeah. As yeah, in, like, this was just in pubs for yeah. As kind of teenagers. One of the guys <laughs> so. I went to college with, um, he was just he was mad into like trying to organise the crack, like you know, and um, and you know, like you'd be back at house parties and stuff like that, and I, I would be playing songs, and he asked me, would he was working in the Thirsty Scholar? Do you remember the Thirsty Scholar on Western Road? I do. And he asked me to play there and I didn't want to do it on my own. So like I, I roped Owen and a few other people and we kind of started playing together that way. And then that kind of, I suppose that kind of evolved into us kind of, you know, writing songs and stuff like that. And then we met yeah, Tyg, I mean, the singer, through a guy I went to school with. Tyg was in a metal band with him. And um, Tyg turned up one day at practice. I hope Tyg doesn't mind me telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here anyway, like... But um, he turned up one day at uh, their rehearsal and he said, lads, um, have any of you heard of San Germain? Would you be interested in doing kind of like housey kind of stuff? Like they're a metal band now, like, you know. And um, so my friend, like uh, from school, saw me in UCC one day and he came up to me and he said, listen, our singer is after going a bit mental there. He <laughs> wants to start doing house music. I, I, I know you're kind of messing around with electronic stuff, like, you know. Do you want to take him off her hands, basically? Like, you know, so uh, that's how Ty uh, came into the band then. Was yeah. um, He was kind of passed on from um, from a metal band. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I suppose we were kind of into some, like, we weren't big in, uh, tried uh, hits. That was uh, just a kind of complete, uh, for, for a laugh, really. But this, yeah. we were kind of into, we went to festivals together and we were huge Radiohead fans and that kind of thing, into The Cure yeah. and getting into, I suppose... Um, you know, being influenced by all the kind of local Cork music as well. Yeah. Um, when would this have been? Like the mid noughties? Yeah, um, early ish. Early, it was like yeah, 2000, 2000. We don't like, even know anymore. <laughs> it was actually ago. like 99, 2000 because I started college in 98. I'm showing my age here now. <laughs> and um, I met Owen through a guy that we went to college, uh, a guy I was in college with who Owen was in school with. Um, and we kind of started jamming together, doing Pearl Jam covers and stuff like that. But Owen and myself were big into Radiohead. And then when Kid A came out, we kind of that's when we started kind of experimenting with like, you know, hooking up tape machines to pianos and like yeah. sampling the TV and putting delay on it and stuff like that. Um so that that's kind of that was the common ground. Like that's kind of what led us into the doing kind of electronic y stuff, like, you know. But yeah. yeah, I suppose the band didn't actually happen then, maybe till the kind of two thousand and three, uh, I think, is when the band yeah. It was when we played our first gig and started like writing and recording yeah. together. Brian came into the band um, then uh, on bass. Back then he was in college with Owen. We've been very productive. <laughs> <laughs> so in I know the last we, 13 years... We've our vault is albums. kind of... Uh, you, you know, it's our, our vault of music that we've uh, unreleased is, is almost as, as big as Prince's. So like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and as good. <laughs> um, no comment. So, so just just about Radiohead. Did you like Kid A straight off the bat? Because like I kind of came to Radiohead in like t around I don't know two thousand six ish maybe. You know that I I really got into them, and so okay. I already knew that Kid A was you know like they're big you know 
every every um every kind of muso's favorite radiohead album like did you like it straight from the off or was it kind of like ah what what are they doing I think, I think we, we did. did. We yeah. were really excited. Well, I, m- I remember. I'd say we would have been into other electronic music at getting into it. It wouldn't have been just because of that. It would have coincided yeah. with it, you know, maybe. Um, but there was definitely a bit of a. Like, uh, I got into Radiohead through OK Computer. That was kind of my entry album. For, and then, obviously, you know, I knew about the Benz. I can. <clears throat> I started getting into the Benz a bit more. But, like, there was so much anticipation. There was such a build up to Kid A, and there was all these rumors that it was going to be completely different. I had kind of all, almost bought into it before it even came out because I, I loved the band so much. Like you know, and I remember Owen and myself were really excited when it came out, and we really liked it. And a lot of other people that we knew, didn't, we were cool, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people thought because it, it was a bit of a divisive album at the time, like you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, we we were definitely into it uh, straight away. Yeah, um, I mean, there was like, I suppose for people kind of who grew up, uh, um listening to kind of rock music in the 90s that was kind of a big thing for teenagers at the time you know Nirvana and all those bands um but then you start kind of getting into um stuff you know Aphex Twin kind of ambient stuff all that was kind of big at the time as well um and and we we kind of started um getting into all that stuff and of course like in Cork as well there's a huge kind of club and electronic music scene as well and that kind of started to influence um, us too, you know, just going out in Cork and seeing all the um, various DJs and the kind of music that was popular in Cork, you know. Yeah, I, I guess the the scene has changed as well in Cork. Like in the mm, ten or thirteen years that you've kind of been together, I mean, like can can you see it now? Like even when you're walking through town or when you're looking at gig listings. Yeah, to- totally. I mean, there's a lot of bands who've kind of come and gone, yeah. and like we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of, kind of come and come and gone, but come back. If you yeah, know the, what I mean. Like, there were a couple of times where it was like, "Are Rex pursued by a bear still together?" I hope yeah, we are. we were kind of asking that ourselves as well, you know. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah. but like, um, you know, it has uh, has kind of changed a lot over the years, and you see kind of different trends coming coming and going. But there is a kind of a um, a branch of like say Cork DJs that are kind of consistent, you know, like Greg and Shane and Stevie G and. They've been kind of promoting a particular brand or Sunday Times. Yeah. All those guys have been pro- promoting a brand of music that's kind of uh, been around Cork for years. And it's kind of, it's almost like our local kind of music. The, the clubbing scene has, yeah. has changed a lot. I mean, I think over the years, over the last kind of 13 years, um, the four of us have gotten a lot more into electronic and club music. Um I mean, we're we're still into other types of music as well. But I think the shift, you know, uh, or the 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 amount of electronic music that we would be into, um, is certainly kind of outweighs um, the kind of rockier side of things compared to years ago. And um, in terms of like that scene in Cork, <clears throat> there isn't really a focal point anymore. Like you know, you had Sir Henry's obviously like um, back in the day. Um, even like the Half Moon Club, like which was an amazing place to go, like on on a Sunday night for years. Oh, yeah? You know, oh yeah, it was. Fantastic. I don't hear many people talking about the Half Moon. The Half Moon was yeah. that was actually my favorite venue in Cork. When, when like, would that have been? Like early early, early noughties again, again, like late nineties, early noughties. Um, what was it? Was it just like a, a DJ night or were there yeah. bands? Yeah, you would have had like um, um, you know, 
Jeez, uh, Raymond Franklin used to play there. Stevie G, Greg and Shane would turn up. Um, you have you could have anyone in there. Angie was there a lot. I can't even remember all the DJs they used to play. A lot of the radio friendly DJs. I don't know if you remember radio friendly. It was like the pirate music station in Cork. Um, for years, like you know that that was kind of the the station where all of the the DJs that played around Cork would have played on on radio friendly. <clears throat> a lot of house music now, like you know, but um. But that was a, a great place to go because, like, it was um, you could you could hear anything in there, like you know, funk, soul, hip hop, house, or whatever. Um, and unfortunately, like, there isn't a kind of there there isn't a yeah. club there at the moment now that is kind of catering to that kind of scene on a regular basis. Um, and when you look at um, a lot of the the nights that are on, even like um, the Sunday Times now, for instance, like uh, which would be kind of one of our favourite nights to go to, it's like the last Sunday of every month, um, that has moved around venues, like um, it's the seventh birthday is coming up now soon, plug, down and lip, <laughs> plug for the lads, um, that's on uh, in July, and and uh, they've moved venue twice, like they've been in three different venues in the last seven years, you know, um, because of places shutting down and being moved on, you know. Um, so, it's it's there's definitely been there's been a, a big change like in that respect like the everything is a bit more dispersed you know um you kind of have to you have to seek out the the, the music you want yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. um you kind of have to look at what's on tonight it could be engulfed one night it could be in you know minus another night uh, i'm talking specifically here now about kind of clubby yeah. music like obviously you know but would the quad have played a big part in your kind of er early years? Uh, a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, would that have been play a few gigs there? We, we played some really good gigs there, like you know. Um, yeah, because like it was, it was, it was. That was a kind of a, 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 I think, a bit of a focal point for for live bands, like you know, a lot of Krushkin Lawn actually. Krushkin as well, oh, like right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, the Krushkin, I think, is Avenue. probably where we kind of the first really good gig we played. Like the one that, you know, the one like that, you know, was kind of like, you know, the, place, all went, happy with. the place went mental kind of thing. Yeah. like And it was full as well, you know. I think it was an EP launch or something. I don't know. I can't remember. It was in the cruise scheme. Um Weird venue. Weird like, venue. Like yeah. in terms of setup, like it was kind of like a long bar. It was along Yeah, the and then there was pillars kind of down to the right of the stage. So you couldn't see half the crowd. <laughs> like, you know, was, um, I was at a gig there um, years ago. Um, it was uh, Lonnie Liston Smith or something, but they uh, there was no since there was no backstage. They um, they went kind of further encore. They went in behind the bar, which was kind of funny. <laughs> so these kind of fairly established guys, you know, coming to gig here, and then they kind of go off stage in behind the bar. Everyone claps and they come back out and uh, did their encore. <laughs> it was funny. This but, is uh, no backstage to go to like. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> But yeah. like, in fairness to Cork for the, the size of the city, there's been, you know, you'd like venues like Krushkin and Cypress Avenue and yeah. the Pavilion over the years who've kind of taken a punt on trying to put on good music. Um, Cypress so, Avenue is still yeah. plugging away, like, you know, so in like, fairness. We've kind um, of been lucky in a way considering the size of the place. I mean, people kind of give out, give out about it a lot, but considering the amount of people here, you know, there's been a good effort to get a lot of good acts here over the years, yeah. you know. Yeah, so um, you... Released the first album in 2010. Like it seems like was there was there a long kind of 2011. Um, I think was it 2011. Feb, it started 2011. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was like you were already together what? Eight years. Well, we had we, we had a good few EPs under our belt. We at that had stage. done. Yeah. Was it just like learn learning your or finding your feet in the recording studio as well? Um, 
just yeah we've no excuses really we've no, <laughs> I, um i think we had done one we'd done two eps had we and a couple of singles or something like that um but like we see we, we've done everything ourselves like so we did all the recording ourselves and producing and all that kind of stuff and then we like the only time we get other people involved is for the mixing and the mastering that's great but it also means that you've no deadline you're not putting a deadline i mean like we talked about deadlines yeah and we never met them you know so things just keep dragging on and on and on like you know so the the recording then take like the first album i think we were at that about two or three years like you know because you're doing a part-time as well um, so we went out and we bought all all our own gear, like you know. So we were able to do everything ourselves, record drums, the, the whole lot. Like we set up a little studio up in our band room, in Open Blarney, a uh, little like sound booth and everything for recording the drums and the vocals. But you know the disadvantage to that is you don't have a deadline. Whereas like you know you hear about bands like going into a studio, they'll rent out a studio for two weeks, or you know they'll go to a different part of the country and stay in the studio for two weeks, get the whole album recorded. We probably should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, there, but there is a lot of, like, we did, we've probably an album's worth of material over that period of time. We just, we didn't kind of release it as an album, probably a lot more. Um, but as Paul said, we, you know, we definitely could have uh, managed your time a bit better for sure. Um, and, you know, like, um, this album was kind of a similar story. So, but we do have a lot of um, music kind of coming out as well, either, you know, um, soon between us as well so we're trying to get quicker at um re releasing music we did a, a euro song actually oh yeah <laughs> um and that was recorded in a week and mixed and all that in a week so that was because nice it has to do for the euros, yeah, to be out for the euros. there's a proper deadline there you can get stuff done like what, what was the chorus dare i ask of the football song well you you'll have to listen it's yeah you are my home country the singer isn't here so oh, okay. like we just we have won't to do it justice. We, we won't, won't do it justice. To, so it's still it. you know the Euros is only just finished, so it's still kind of topical. So people <laughs> yeah. can check it out. It's on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Did I see that one? One of you or both of you went to the Euros? Did you? Both of us actually. Yeah. 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 We you go, Ireland. Ireland versus Belgium. No. no. Uh, we're, we're at the, the game. Italy match. Yeah. Oh, so wow. Italy game, yeah. 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 One of our better decisions over the years. And. Yeah, like we, we came straight off the back of Body and Soul. So we came back from Body and Soul on Monday and then we flew to um, um, France on... Lille. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we flew to London and then got the Eurostar to Lille. But we the flight was like, it was a Ryanair flight to Stansted at half six in the morning because it was the cheapest one. Um, in hindsight, maybe not the best decision to come back from Body and Soul and, and get up at half four in the morning the following morning for a flight. But uh, we did it though. And it was great crack. I'd do it again. <laughs> you, was it just like one day that you were out there? Three. Three days. Four, actually. Three nights, four days. Yeah. yeah. Pa Paul is a friend in Lille, so he put us up and showed us all the, the nice spots. So, who, And he's also in a band in France as well. So, uh, yeah. Musical connections all over Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As class. <laughs> I want to ask you about that. What that laugh is about? I'm like, oh, what what it's happened just, in Lille? It's just thirteen years of <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, so maybe the kind of story about uh, going from body and soul to Lille. Maybe there's kind of an explanation in that into our level of pro productivity as well. Like you know, <laughs> the album is on the backseat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, but was as Owen was saying, like we're kind of um, we're all we're doing different 
projects as well separately like so Owen and Brian from the band have a new um a new project called Star Tropic um and they're almost done with an EP I think yeah it should be once maybe after the exit stuff finishes up in the autumn we'll probably be doing a three or four track EP so um and Paul is some stuff too, I think. Yeah, out. I'm working yeah. on uh, an EP with one of the guys from the Sunday Times, actually, John Hennessy. Um, so it's more electronic stuff, kind of disco-y house kind of stuff. like. Um, and then Tyg is doing loads and loads of acting at the moment, and I'm sure we'll pull him into our, our oh, projects yeah? as well, like, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're kind of we're morphing from a band into a collective, I think. Yeah, just just kind of reuniting every yeah. every couple of years, yeah. getting the band back together. Yeah. yeah, and not to be making more excuses for us, no. But there was a lot of, uh, you know, people. You know, Tyg was involved in um, various. He was on a, involved in a comedy series, and there was kind of a lot of distractions from, uh, you know, that we had to kind of wait for people to finish before we had a chance to release the album as well. Like so, in case people are wondering. <laughs> um it all this <laughs> so so the first album like did i mean you got quite big from you know like relative for an irish band i think anyway i hope that that's not denigrating you or something like that but i mean not like you seem to do uh like get good gigs I, i'm sure didn't you play um hardworking class heroes and you got like a decent spot yeah. There in like 2011 or something. Yeah, we did that, did we do that a couple of times. Yeah, we, we had yeah. kind of a nice run of, uh, we did kind of a tour around Ireland yeah. on the back of it and we kind of did a few decent festival and um, sports sports slots. Um, so yeah, that, that was a good run, but we had a drummer at the time as well, yeah. uh, Phil. So it was a, again, it was a different band from the kind of, that, that might explain the kind of direction of the latest album as well because it's... Um, it's all drum machine based and samples. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was kind of definitely um, had a more uh, rocky vibe yeah. in, in those days. But we did do quite well. I think we yeah. probably punched a bit above our weight in terms of, you know, how well we did um, considering like the fact that we don't do a full time, you know, and I mean, we didn't do loads and loads of gigs, but we managed to get uh, a, f a decent bit of kind of national coverage in terms of airplay on on national radio stations and also uh, reviews like in some of the, the, the big newspapers. Um, a lot of that was, I think, down to uh, Paul McLuhan on Today FM, who just kind of, for some reason, just picked <laughs> up on us. You know, like it was it was really bizarre. And the first song we, we sent him wasn't even an Exit Pursued by a Bear song. Well, it was, but it, but it wasn't. Um, let me explain. <laughs> we did... Um, we did a play with um, a local theatre company here, um, Classic Classic Attack, isn't it? Is yeah. That, yeah. Um, Helen Cavanaron and uh, runs it, and um, it was kind of a, a dark musical. And we were the we did the music for the play, and we also kind of performed the music live on stage. So for that, we recorded one of the songs. Um, it was only like two and a half minutes long, but it was a really kind of weird kind of song, totally different to the exit stuff. And we just sent that off to Paul McLoon almost for the laugh. And he played it like every night of that week, you know. So that was kind of our in there. And then, you know, as luck would have it, we were just about to start the kind of the album campaign. We released the first single off the album. Then about a month or two later, Pish off the first album. And again, he just kind of picked up on it. And, and he really kind of caned the first album as well, like he, he when it came out. 
played like nearly every track off it, I'd say. Um, and then Dan Hagerty from 2FM also kind of picked up on it. Between the two of them, they gave us lots and lots of airplay. And I think that contributed a lot to like, you know, the print media as well, kind of picking us up. Like, yeah. Like, uh, it seems like every couple of months people are giving out about, you know, oh, they need to play more Irish music on the radio by new bands rather than just, you know, going back to U2 to for, fulfill their quota. And that's it. Like, I mean, like, I always think of Little Green Cars. I don't think Little Green Cars would be half as big as they are now if Today FM hadn't picked up on them and they hadn't gotten a daytime slot. I mean, like, it sounds like it's kind of the same for, for Yee, like on the first album. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely got a lot better um, in recent times. There's more radio stations and the local, a lot of local um, radio stations have kind of an Irish allocation and they are trying to, um, you know, support uh, indie bands more and more and alternative music. So, um, yeah, maybe we maybe we got a nice bit of evening uh, time uh, recognition for sure, right? But I suppose we didn't uh, quite crack daytime like they did, which would have been nice. Well, I think like, yeah. I mean, if anyone... If if there's any bands listening to this and uh, you know, if people do have that kind of perception or concern about like, you know, stations not playing Irish music, I'd say it's it maybe for not for the one to try either. And just like, just send your stuff off, you know, it's, it's always worth the punch. Like, and like almost saying like a lot of the Irish, um, a lot of the kind of the local stations, they'll actually seek you out like because they want more and more new music so when if they hear you like on today if whatever like we ended up kind of getting emails from you know radio stations in waterford and other places like asking us for our music like you know um so it's there's definitely there's a there's a there's a market there for us like you know i think nearly every local radio station in the country will have some sort of like uh you know irish music show at some point in the week like you know yeah. it's usually on a sunday evening for some reason yeah <laughs> yeah the green room on red fm or um 96 fm on yeah. saturday night and, and green on green red on red is yeah. sunday night i think I yeah. Think, yeah um so did you guys tour uh europe as well that you managed to make these connections with leal <laughs> and no he's just a friend <laughs> uh, no we played um the uk we played london once or if that was yeah. the extent of our travels. We played London once, that yeah. was it, yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, with our, our life set as well, um, you know, we haven't, we did a kind of a nice tour for the last um, album, but uh, we haven't done a huge amount of gigs o- over the years as well, so like, we're, a bit we were kind of more, we're more of a, that's a slightly more of a studio, kind yeah. of a studio cats than a yeah. live ones, but. Uh, we no, kind of went straight into the Sgt. Pepper's kind of <laughs> era, you know. <laughs> we skipped all the kind of the Shea Stadium we stuff. Skipped like. all the popularity and <laughs> adulation. Yeah. Uh, and so like, you, uh, then like you kind of finished the, the touring cycle and the promo cycle for the first album. And then like, did you sit down and were you like, we'll stick with it, we'll make another album, we'll put it out. Like what was like was were you all happy to go again sort of thing i i think think we were yeah um again well our, our drummer already he, he kind of left in kind of soon after or maybe a year was it the not the year after we finished that yeah. kind of tour i and think then, we even knew he was leaving probably quite soon after the he just moved like he just had to move to a different part of the country like fair, the, that, that's all like, it was yeah. really you know he couldn't um, wait to get away from us like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but that kind of it kind of coincided uh, you know it kind of gave us a direction for our limitation as well for the, the new yeah. the newer album that we could focus on maybe looking at uh, drum machines and that kind of analog gear and that kind of more synthesizers so a less more ambient and less rocky route it was kind of 
the direction we were going in anyway. So. And like a lot of the reason that we didn't replace him is because it's just so difficult to get a drummer yeah. for it's it's hard to get a drummer anyway, a good drummer, but like it's it's difficult <laughs> to no offense to drummers, but it's very difficult to get a drummer to play that particular type of music because even with Phil like you know he was playing along to electronic music like you know and and um it was it was a big challenge like you know we went through a lot of different ways of of doing it live like you know um and i don't know how many drummers we went through even to find him it was it was a bit of a nightmare there was one do you remember the guy when i was living up in quaker road he turned up like um i think he was working in a fish shop or something like that and uh, he turns up in the fish fan so there's an absolute stink of fish <laughs> off him and then he sets up his drum kit in in my living room where we were rehearsing um and then before we started rehearsing he goes um do you want to smoke so he skins up a joint and has a big smoke and then like completely makes aims of the whole rehearsal and just sits there in the corner being really really weird <laughs> for the whole thing so do you know the process of finding a drummer for us has been traumatic we didn't want to go through it again so it was easier to just get a drum machine and do that instead and we, we actually started out with a drum machine as well kind of sequencing beats on laptop back yeah. in the day so it was kind of coming back around to it we, we actually probably had a laptop on stage 10 years before anyone else did we did actually <laughs> 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 we were pioneering. No, we did. Yeah, we 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 started off as an purely kind of electronic band, like uh, in terms of the the beats and stuff. But um, we we couldn't kind of quite get it right. You know, it didn't sound right, and and we just felt that we needed a live drummer to kind of make the sound a bit more dynamic. Like you know, but then um, I suppose like when Phil left, we had been programming and right, you know, we'd make, we'd been making electronic music for so long that we kind of felt that we were in a position to, to carry on without a drummer then at that point, like, you know, cause we knew kind of better how to program beats. Cause even like when Phil was in the band, you know, a lot of the sketches for the tracks, like if, if I was doing something our own or, or Brian were kind of sketching out um, an idea, you know, you'd be kind of writing beats for it, like as a, as as an idea, you know. So we were always still writing beats as the years went on, um, but just kind of not not using them live as much, like you know. Yeah, is is that kind of how you work? It's just kind of like you come together every so often with like different beats that you've kind of come up with yourselves, and and you kind of work it out amongst the four of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, like obviously over the years we've had like it has been times where we'd be coming up with stuff as a band in the room we've had kind of that, those ideas and then a lot of it would be um different you know people coming up with maybe an, uh, a groove or else even an, an entire song might be written so you might have kind of uh, ideas in various different forms coming to the table and then people would add stuff take stuff away and, and work and work on them so yeah that's kind of we've kind of worked in all we've worked in pretty much every kind of style over the years really because like yeah. there was a lot of jamming as well yeah. in the days with the drummer in the, in the band room so maybe it's it's a little more studio oriented now um but it's still you know I think for the first yeah. album it was it was a bit more like coming with an idea like here's an idea for a track and the second album I think was a bit more organic like in terms of like yeah. the ideas were much kind of um you know they weren't as kind of fully formed um and there was a lot of tracks on the new album where like Owen was saying it, it would just start with like somebody would just kind of start with a beat in the in the studio and we'd actually kind of write it together there and then like you know 
Yeah, I've slightly contradicted each other because I suppose our jamming with the with the drummer right was more about the live show. But you're right, actually, for the first album, it was more um, um, kind of pre-written ideas. But then we kind of would have. But there would be a lot of jamming after. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, because like. And then, then, then it would be recorded. You know, like yeah. we might have worked it out live and then added in more bits, stripped bits away, like you know, and. The drummer then would have reworked, say, maybe beats that would have been sequenced out, add, yeah. added more fills in, all this kind of thing. So Phil would add more fills. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> and Owen, like, how do you know um, that, like, Subtropic is oh. not... Uh, Star, Star Tropic. Star, Star Tropic, yeah. sorry. She's Subtropic. That's a way better name. Subtropic <laughs> is a much better name. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> How do you know that the Star Tropic stuff is not Exa Pursued by a Bear stuff? Like, is it completely different? Or is it just... Um, well, I guess it would be um, it would be more uh, it'd be instrumental as opposed to, like, you know, the exit stuff would be primar- primarily to... Um, you'd. Uh, have vocals over it or you might have a kind of a melodic line for it or you could see vocals working over it um the star tropic stuff would generally be kind of more um clubby kind of sounding more laid back rather than kind of song based i suppose oh yeah yeah it's quite different like but then you know i i can see what you mean as in like as a starting point i could have we you know conceivably taken some of the those ideas and brought them to the band yeah but um, like in their very early stages. In their very early yeah. stages, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. But you just kind of keep working on them yourself and then you're like, actually, no, it won't work. Um, no, well, like with the Star Tropic stuff, again, because of our work uh, or poor work, I think, over the years, what we decided <laughs> was, um, myself and Brian, is we worked, we picked one night a week. Um, we we kind of only work on the songs um, within, the songs have to be written it, it, uh, there and then you know so there's no pre-written ideas so it was just a different way of working um and we, we had kind of um particular kind of maybe um vibe that we were going for as well or we would have limited we, we bought a couple of um vintage synthesizers and we tried to limit the sounds to just those as well rather than before with the band maybe we ha- one of the traps we fell into was maybe having the entire palette of um software kind of uh, sounds available to you and you know to try and try and limit yeah. the crea- creativity a bit more spending so. like you know four yeah. hours looking for the the perfect synth sounds like <laughs> you know when it was probably the second one that you landed on in the first place yeah yeah, yeah. so you'd be big into likes of vessels and stuff like that would you just kind of like those analog synths facing each other and kind of all the all the leads into one another <laughs> and um well yeah i suppose i mean not not so much the modular synth since i i prefer the um the you know the the um like we got a juno no and a korg you know the kind of keyboard style ones like maybe the modular stuff again would be quite time consuming you know, whereas like with this, with the Star Tropic stuff, we were trying to kind of make it um, the whole process more uh, streamlined. So like those kind of synthesizers uh, were, um, you know, easy to use and, you know, you get good sounds very quickly out of them. So that's why we went that direction. But, you know, all that kind of, uh, all those other, all that other kind of stuff is uh, all good too. Yeah. You know. That, that's for the next the next time. Uh, yeah, we'll get even more well, into it. You can kind of get software synths that have all those kind of, you know, they'd be very, to buy those kind of synths, you'd need a lot of money anyway. Yeah. You know, the if you were to get a, a Moog module or something like that, you know, you'd 
how much would one of those cost? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of money. A lot of money, you know. Thousands. So you can kind of play around with that stuff on virtual synths and get a feel for what they do. But like, you know, if we win the lot, I know we might uh, go down that route. The lot of them, right? I'd say like you, you tot up like all the costs that are involved in like the music yeah. that you've done down the years. I think you probably cry into your, into, into your checkbook. We have not your... made money from this band. <laughs> yeah. It's Irish music. Um, I was well, listening to the two albums kind of... Um, I, lis- I listened to the first album twice today, I think, and I listened to the new album a good few times as well. I think that, like, you wouldn't know it's the same band almost. I don't know if right. you feel the same. I feel like it's completely I'm taking that sound. as a compliment anyway, yeah. you know, that yeah. we've, we're able to shift styles, so, yeah. yeah. And, and I was wondering, yeah. like, did you, did you think, did you actually think that yourselves and talk about it and were like, you know, will we even change the name or something like that? Or was it always going to, you know, yeah. no, this is going to be it a Super Bear 2? We didn't, yeah, there was never any kind of like discussion on changing the name, but there was definitely a conscious effort to do, to go down a different road. Um, I think, again, like we were all kind of moving more into the, um, you know, we, we were we were becoming a lot more um, interested in electronic music and especially kind of like 80s kind of disco boogie mm-hmm. um and pop and, music too. And pop as well, like yeah. bands like Depeche Mode, um, The Cure, um, you know, bands like that. So there was definitely a conscious effort to to go and do something electronic and, and have those kind of sounds like, you know. Yeah, I think we kind of, um, def- like we probably embraced maybe some of the music we were into as kids as well, you know. So like we didn't shy away from maybe in the past, um, we were kind of more gung-ho on an expert not conforming to like song structures whereas we did kind of not shy away from it as much on on this album so we, we were kind of um definitely embracing a popular element too yeah so having a bit more fun i suppose like not not that the first album wasn't fun but um yeah i mean the first album was definitely a bit bit more experimental sounding i suppose like you know um and and so the actual recording process itself um it was recorded in Sample Studios, am I right in saying that? Uh, fourth Floor Studios, which is, um, it's in the same building. It's just yeah. a different uh, collective. So um, we were just so lucky to get that studio. It's uh, looking out over um, Cork City. So um, yeah. that's where all the, the recording was done. And then, um, at the, like, as Paul mentioned earlier, you know, we did um, jam, jam out a lot, you know, the four of us um, while writing in, in that space. So that definitely helped as well so. And, and so like the you mentioned earlier the album was mastered twice or mixed twice or mixed and mastered twice yes uh, how how come like you <laughs> if if you want to talk about it like were you just kind of not happy with the first with the first go or um we actually ended up using tracks from both um both mixes um i think yeah it was it was we just we weren't sure i suppose like you know and we it was the guy who mixed it the second time kind of actually offered to to have a crack off mixing it again he's big into electronic music you see and he just thought that um you know he he heard kind of elements in this that he thought maybe could be kind of you know brought out a bit more and stuff so so uh so he had the second go off it then and um 
Yeah, and then we kind of ended up kind of using a, a mixture of both. M- probably more from the second, um, the, the second round, I think. Um, we, we, we did have, um, after a funded campaign um, with the first um, incarnation of it, um, we, um, you know, a lot of our funders got copies of that version of the album as well. So there was an earlier version that oh, okay. we gave to all people. It's out there. On our uh, funded campaign, who we sincerely need to thank as well for helping us uh, fund, funding the album. Um, so again, maybe with some of the feedback as well, we thought maybe that we could do, you know, just kind of uh, make it a bit leaner and cut, cut, cut it back a bit and get certain We dropped songs a few songs it. as yeah. well. Like, so. Yeah. so that was um, three years ago? Two, years, two ago? years ago. Was it two? That you did the first mix and master. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see, yeah, and then w- there was a break then because people were, um, I was out of the country for, and Brian was out of the country for a year, so that, that kind of put it on ice then, and then we kind of came back to it fresh and just gave it another lick of paint before um, getting it back out there. And yeah. you're happy with the results? I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're never truly happy, really, like, you, know, <laughs> you know yourself. Um, what aren't you happy with <laughs> <laughs> let's go through it track by track um I, yeah i know you know we're 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 definitely i think like with the the final result now and dropping the couple of songs that we dropped as well i think um has certainly made us made it sound a bit better as well like you know um yeah and it was, it was nice to get a, a kind of a some space for it and then come back to it and by the time it was released, we'd almost kind of forgotten that it was it was shelved for, for for so long that like you know when when it was actually released, then it was nice to be kind of because we were coming back, we were coming back to it fresh, so yeah. to, you know to to be hearing the songs and the, they were getting a pretty yeah. good reaction. So. You were you were like, oh, this is this is actually this good. is us, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have made a good <laughs> album, uh, and so like next stage now is getting back onto the live the live yeah. stage. So back at Electric Picnic. Yeah, so not confirmed, but almost. Yeah. <laughs> not back at Electric Picnic. <laughs> uh, I think I think it's confirmed. I think we're playing so Electric yeah. Picnic in four years' time. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah no, um, knowing us anyway, like probably. Um, so yeah, so we'll be getting that show together, and then as Paul mentioned, we've all our other kind of side projecty stuff as well that we're doing, and uh, I'd say it's hard to to know where it's all the, where the band is going to go from here in terms of whether there'll be another album, but there'll definitely be songs um with us working together um in the near future anyway yeah. so but uh, there's no immediate plans for a follow-up album yet so we'll see how it goes yeah just put all those unreleased al- on unreleased songs yeah yeah together out there um you mentioned earlier body and soul i haven't really talked to anybody uh who was actually there who saw much music there was one person i i talked to and i was like how'd you get on a body and soul and he was like you know, I saw two bands, you know, out of it for most of the weekend. I'm hoping that you guys can give me a better, better uh, um, review of it than, than that person. Uh, yeah, so I saw, um, saw a nice mix of um, uh, Junior Boys were a highlight for me um, and uh, Mogwana Star and then who was, and of course, Paul, Paul's DJ set <laughs> was actually the highlight. Of yeah, stole the, the festival. Whole, I heard. He actually yeah. stole the festival. Uh, so. <laughs> Seriously though, um, and uh, I saw Sun Kill Moon as well, which was kind of um, uh, he was nice during the day. I hadn't really kind of um, 
listened to much of him before or I remember listening to Red House Painters years ago and they were good and his, his lyrics are really distinctive even though it's not really your... It's a good daytime festival act. So, yeah. um, like, say, compared to Mogwana Star, who were um, really groovy, high-octane, Afrobeat stuff, that was, that was brilliant. Um, and uh, Bad, bad, not good on the first night as yeah, well. Yeah, you saw that. I missed them, yeah. Were you not at them? Uh, yeah, they were really good. Yeah. Um, and um, the gloaming were on after them as well. They headlined the main stage on the Friday night. Which was nice, but a bit weird because they're quite. You know. yeah. I I heard that everybody was talking through their set. Yeah, but, well, the thing is, like, people are probably talking anyway through sets. It's just that they're so quiet, yeah. you could actually hear the chatter. You know what I mean? I uh, thought it was an ingenious booking. At I, first. I thought it was thought really nice, actually. It'd be a superb. Clo- yeah. It's probably maybe a Sunday night thing. Yeah, it was. It was or something. It was probably a bit odd, but I really enjoyed it. I was kind of up close to the front as well, which yeah. I think you know, if you're if you're at a band like that. You probably need to be kind of right up there, like you know, because it's quite an intimate sound, obviously. Like, did you see girl band before them? No, no, I think they were on. They were, they were on the Friday, but yeah, they were on. I think they were on after them, were oh, they? Okay. I think they were on after. Where did we go that night? Oh yeah, you're right. Um, were you? Did we go down Friday, to? Was it? No, we. I think we went to Donal. We might have gone to Donal. Yeah. That was the first. Oh, what uh, the first of four oh. times I saw him that weekend. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw I saw the breakdown of Axe and I was like, oh, Donald Deneen's only down for one DJ set. Oh no, <laughs> no, four. No. Uh, no, he was playing on this. Up. Yeah, he was playing on this stage um, called um, Arbutus Yarns. It's this tiny little stage oh, yeah, in the woods, yeah. kind of around. You, you could barely find it. And he played there every night of the the. Uh, you can never get enough of Donald, really. He's kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's brilliant, funny. like because you know he's he he. There's a running commentary as well throughout the set, like so <laughs> you're getting a, a kind of a a comedy act and an unbelievable <laughs> like you know he's got the best tunes that I've ever heard as well, like yeah. So um, yeah, he he was brilliant. Um, did well, you so mention Junior Boys? Yeah, Junior yeah. Boys. Do you know them, Owen? Um, I haven't listened to them, I don't yeah. think. Check them out. Yeah, they yeah. would be a, a fairly big influence on us as well, actually. Yeah. Especially yeah. Brian. He introduced us to Junior Boys. Um, they're, they're a really good band. Yeah, in Bebo sounds... In, I hope <laughs> I'm pronouncing them right now, but they were on the Sunday as well. Oh, they're yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we saw, I saw an interview with Goldie as well, which was an experience, you know, mm. the... Oh, yeah. The, he's the, like the... An interview with Goldie. Yeah, yeah, it was like an, uh, what was it called? It was like uh, an audience with Goldie it was like, CB. It was like this, except like he had even his, more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can imagine us um, rambling even making more, you, but just one guy, then that's that's what it is. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, because he actually. wasn't actually playing, so he was just yeah. talking about his... Like, I think the person who was interviewing him, she was from the Sunday Times or something. I no, think that's um, it's Una Mullally. Oh, was it Una Mullally? Yeah, right. um, in the hour and a half that they were on stage... I think she asked and half, four, four questions or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. just rambled on. He and just on, like, went on and on. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was incredible. I I didn't go to see Sun Kill Moon because I was at a much better thing at that time. I was at <laughs> I was at the Kate Bush and Stevie Nicks sing along in the forest, which was oh yeah amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, Eva Eva McElwain up in Dublin puts on those. Yeah. Is that the girl who was on stage? So yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, she was. That that was brilliant. Like that yeah. was one of the highlights. I saw. The I saw the video of um, Backstreet Boys. I think was the video that was uh, recorded and put up on Facebook. Oh really? And it was it looked fun. Yeah, it was great crack. And actually, the Sunday Times guys from Cork, um, they closed out the Wanderlust stage 
on the Sunday night. So they had like the last four hours there, and it was brilliant because it was basically like everyone from Cork was <laughs> yeah. was there. Like you know, it was it was it was great. We finally got rid of all those Dublin guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, did you find the the uh, growth in capacity was too much or anything like that? It was okay for you guys. It was my um, first one. Yeah, it was my first one too. Oh, okay. So was it? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but the lads were saying that they thought it was alright yeah. um, because they've they've grown the the area as well, like you know. Um, so that I think there's there's more space, but it didn't seem you know. I mean, compared to Electric Picnic, like, you yeah. know, it didn't seem crowded. The crowd is really nice as well, like you know. It was um, kind of like the picnic when that started out, you know, in two thousand and four or five. You know, yeah. the first few years of that was around that fourteen or fifteen thousand yeah. scale. I just so. hope it doesn't, you know go down the same road as the picnic I hope it doesn't you know because it, it doesn't become the next picnic where it just keeps growing and growing and growing and, and then it's just good. another massive festival in, yeah. in five or six years time like, it is kind of funny how it goes though like I would have started off you know back in 2004 going to Oxygen or something where it's like <laughs> 80,000 people camping and now I'm like oh, I can't believe that they increased yeah. the capacity from 10,000 to 15,000 uh, I went to the first year of Oxygen which I think was in 2003 and I never went again. I was like, I'm <laughs> never going to this again. Like, <laughs> I went to Oxygen twice. I feel yeah. like you know. What about Witness? That was. I went to the first. I went <laughs> to the last year of Witness in the first year of Oxygen. Um, the but the picnic though, with the size of it, it means you know you've your pick of what you want to watch, even if you can deal with the crowds. Because the like last year they had um, the uh, dispatcho was it? Oh, dispatcho, oh, yeah. James Murphy's yeah. thing, yeah. And the lineup, yeah. you know, that's so, as I was saying earlier, FKA Twigs was playing. You know, you just. There's so many good artists playing that, like, you know, it's still yeah. still well, well worth going to. I'm looking forward to going this year. I mean, yeah. like, even... Are you going up uh, in three days? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have been going even if we weren't playing at it, like, so. Yeah. Because I haven't been in four years, so I, I wanted to go back and see what it was like. Yeah, like, there's some, there's some you know, bands who I'm like, what are they doing playing the picnic? You know, like, uh, Noel Gallagher's band, I'm kind of like, oh, Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, You're better than this electric picnic. You don't need <laughs> Noel Gallagher in this flying. Blur, Blur playing, are they? Are Blur playing this year? No. Was I think they last played year? last year. Was that last yeah. year? All right. Who's the kind of big band playing this year? So, LCD Sound System. Oh, oh yeah, they're about. Yeah, I saw them there in two thousand and seven. I'm looking forward to see them. Oh again. wow, two thousand and seven. Yeah, Bjork and LCD Sound System. Ooh. Yeah. It was actually it was, was hot chip, hot them, chip so. Bjork, LCD Sound System on the main stage on the Friday oh, night in a row. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw I saw LCD Sound System. I was at Primavera in at the start of June. Saw LCD Sound System there. Nice. They were great. Did you see Radiohead there? Yeah. What was it like? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. We had some people around us singing everything. <laughs> yeah. You what is Radiohead like? It's kind of like, <laughs> you know. lads, you're, you're not Tom York. Yeah. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. I want to hear Tom York. But that's it. But it's it's so weird. Like, you've got to... We got there early, and I was happy to because Savages were playing before them. But it was like three hours before Radiohead started, and you could already barely move. You know? And, like, there was no moving for the our changeover between Savages and Radiohead. You're stuck there. You're not yeah, going to the yeah. toilet. Really? You yeah. Know, it's that just, packed, yeah? Oh, yeah. It was it was jammers. Um, I was fine, though, you know. I, I paced myself. I was okay water. standing there. Well, there's for, no muck at Primavera, you see. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, it's <laughs> at least it, you're yeah. on concrete. Like, oh, you know. man. I really like the festival. It's a good festival, actually. I was yeah. there once. Uh, it's yeah. really nice. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I'm okay with, you know, no mud. You know, no grassy yeah. field in uh, in the Midlands. There was a lot of muck at um, Body and Soul now on the Sunday. <laughs> like. Actually, we're, you know, Shellac, they're, mm. 
they play Primavera kind of every year, don't they? Or? Seems so, yeah. I don't I don't know them enough and I didn't go see them this year. But I think they have this routine when you see it first where they strip down the, the drum kit um, piece by piece. Um, at the end of their gig, you know, but when you see it the first time, you're you're kind of blown away. But then when you're back the next year, it's the same same drill. <laughs> but they're it's the Steve Albini's band. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they're are they really just good. like are they just it's trying to save time for the roadies? Like, or <laughs> pretty much, no, it's, an, it's they a, are the roadies. Yeah. statement, which is <laughs> <laughs> very conscientious. Like, yeah. uh, so that was the ex pursued by a bear body and soul review. Yeah, <laughs> was that a review, yeah. <laughs> the food was great. <laughs> um, so yeah, the new album is out now. You can get it on your Bandcamp page and all of the other. Um, I'm sure everybody heard it if you're listening now. Like, I'm sure you heard it at the start iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, the usual places, the usual all the popular places. places. Congratulations! Make, make sure to subscribe, follow, and all, all those things. Like, we need, yeah, need yeah. All pop the, onto our Facebook page and look out for if you are interested and you like the album. Um, we might be doing a vinyl as own said, um, and there's a possibility of a warm up gig as well before our Electro Picnic, maybe. Yes, Ooh. yeah, it yeah. depends on um, how because we're kind of starting from scratch working on the live set now. Um, after this, actually, myself and Owen are going to my house to start cracking a plan. Um, so we'll see how that goes over the over the summer. And yeah, we, we might do a couple of warm-up gigs beforehand. Yeah, so it won't be another three years until we see you live. <laughs> no. Hopefully not. No, hopefully <laughs> Who knows not. what could happen in the meantime, yeah. you know. Because like, so. the thing is, once we have the set <laughs> sorted and, you know, we do the picnic, then it would be a shame not to do anything else after that, you know. Uh, sure, what else would you be doing in the winter months anyway? We might as well do a few gigs. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks um, for having us on. And thanks, thanks a lot to everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs>